Blog Talk Radio. that 
it's not only IT, it's everyone that must keep up with the face of technology. So the conference is August 5th through 9th at the JW Marriott in Indianapolis, and we've been working hard. Where we are right now is filling up all those final details to get us all ready and have everyone there have a wonderful experience. Absolutely, and the um, VDPA National Conferences has a great tradition uh, of just providing great speakers, great workshops, education uh, programs, um, as well as at the same time you have the high school computer competition going on, college, um, uh, there is the job fair going on as well, so there's really something for everyone. So when we talk about the VDPA uh, mantra, which is from the classroom to the boardroom, the the conference follows that thing and, and, and covers the whole gambit. But let me let me start back with the the theme of the conference. I love the race to to innovate because that's one that we like. You know, we say here on Technology Expresso that we want to inspire people to innovate, and this is just the age of innovation. And and we want so many of our listeners. Something we often say is not just to be consumers of technology, but also be on that, that leading edge, the, the innovating, the creators, um, and building, and, you know, reaping the rewards, the monetary gains of being on the uh, innovator side of technology. And I, I like that you said that the conference isn't just about um, IT innovation. However, as we know, whether you're a business or entrepreneur, Somehow there's technology and play in there in enabling yeah. successful business, successful entrepreneurs. So I love the openness um, of the of the conference. So uh, just kudos, great title, great timing uh, to, to you and your, your staff in picking that. Let's, let's d- drill down a little bit. Can you talk to us about um, some of the keynote uh, speakers and uh, some of the uh, titles of some of the workshops? Sure. So, um, keynote speakers, we have Delica Rice from Eli Lilly, who will be speaking at the opening ceremony on Wednesday night. That event is being co-hosted by Blue Cross, Blue Shield of Illinois, Montana, New Mexico, Oklahoma, and Texas. They will also have a representative there to talk about the importance of innovation. Um, other speakers that we have in workshops, we definitely are going to start the week off with a bang. We will have certification courses that will be offered at a small nominal additional fee during the conference. Um, we have ITIL certification. We also have uh, project management boot camp, brush up experience for people that need PDU. And lastly, we'll be introducing um, mobility security. IOS. So those are some of the workshops. Now, we have certainly quite a few more that will be covered during um, Wednesday through Friday. Um, And we are also offering um, some workshops from our partners with ITSMF on Friday as well. So there's a lot to choose from um, starting on as early as Monday, even though the official open date of the conference is on Wednesday. But we wanted to give people opportunities that if they wanted to leave with something in hand, they have that option as well. That is that is awesome. And, um, you know, 
when we talk about the conference, and, and I've been to it several times throughout the years, um, it's such a, a great value. And it's taking the time out to reinvest in yourself, you know, uh, professional development, continuing education, and just staying on that leading edge in, in technology and IT and in your career. So important because you know how passionate that we are about that. Uh, I lead up here in Atlanta the um, the professional development uh, committee here in Atlanta, and we're always putting on innovative things. But I always say every member, I always implore every member of BDPA local chapter needs to attend a national conference at least once. And, and I'm actually going to backtrack a little bit and ask you, Pam, Pamela, to talk about your history with BDPA and your, your journey to your current position. And now you are um, planning the crown jewel of, you know, BDPA. So could you first talk about your journey, how you got introduced to BDPA, and now up to your current position? Of course. That's a, a good story. So um, <laughs> I was introduced and strongly suggested to become part of BDPA by my employer, HSBC. Um, they had a strong presence with the local organization, and they strongly recommended that all of us do so. So, um, so it wasn't something that I heard about from anyone else. It started there. And I'm the type of person that if I'm going to volunteer, I'm all in. I'm not just going to be a member. I have to do something. So I attended my first program meeting, and I met a few folks. I met Milt Haney, and he quickly said, oh, you need to do something. You can't just come. So I um, started attending the meeting, and shortly thereafter, as soon as I was eligible, I became active with the Chicago Board. So that started that, and then HSBC would also send us to the National Conference for training. And I met um, Lane Hicks and some other folks, and they were like, you've got to get even more involved. And I was, I was willing. So at Chicago, I started there as a department director. I moved into presidency probably seven years after that, six or seven years, and I was the Chicago chapter president for four years. Um, during that time, I worked with Yvette Graham, who was the president, and she engaged me to start working with the conference team because she knew that planning was a passion of mine. And so I've worked with the conference team for about five years um, and been a strong partner in leading the conference for the last three years. So this is probably my fourth year um, and definitely my first year at level of engagement, being accountable and responsible for the national conference as well as the other responsibilities that I have as national vice president. So when the thing that drove me to becoming a member of the organization was more than anything besides HSBC with my son because I wanted him to have opportunities, and I saw the opportunities that BDPA offered to our students and our, our youth, and that was just so exciting to me that we literally take from the classroom to the boardroom to heart. We don't, we don't just say it, we do it. So I, I really felt that that was the 
something that was encouraging to myself and to others, and it was something that I could easily share with people to to have a true story of what it means. Absolutely, and, and that is a great story. First of all, kudos to uh, HSBC, um, a company investing in their employees, encouraging to join the organization, and even paying for you to go to the conference um, because they, they obviously see the value in you getting uh, ongoing professional training and knows that the uh, BDPA National Conference provides that type of quality uh, training and staying ahead of uh, the latest trends and, and such great certifications like the ones you, you um, noted for this year, the IDOL, the PM Boot Camp, and the Mobility. So, um, you know, first of all, hopefully other uh, employers or their employees will tell their employers what companies like HSBC do and how employees value that um, and how it has helped you in your development. And love the fact that tie-in, too, I think the message out there to parents, too, is that there's not, you know, you can go to the uh, conference, you'll get something out of it, but you can bring your young young people with you, um, the students, and they'll get something out of it, too. And even if this year they're not a participant in things like the HSCC, the high school computer competition, my thing, and David, you remember from your experience of attending the conference last year, um, I think just seeing the other students and um, seeing the uh, banquet at the end, the students dressed up and getting their awards, that's got to be inspiring to, to anyone. Absolutely, absolutely. It, it, I, can't, I can't begin to express the feeling you get from seeing all these talented young individuals, uh, diverse individuals from all areas of the country and different nationalities go up and be recognized and showcase their, uh, uh, the professionalism and, and, and the grooming that they've gotten from this type of interaction with BDPA organization. It's a great feeling to see that. And, and all you want to do is reach out to any young individual that you know and let them know and let their parents know about the opportunity here and get them involved. It's a great opportunity. I, I, I can't express that enough, and I can only recommend that to anyone. And, and you know, when, when they get to leave that conference with those, that scholarship money and, and the things that our sponsors that, that give them uh, as they leave the conference, it's, it's well worth the, the trip. And, and like I said, it's, it's great to see their faces. And, and Pam, um, my next question I wanted to ask you, maybe you can give us just rough ballpark, um, how many different uh, chapters do you expect? How many um, students possibly, and um, maybe even uh, we can also start talking about the career fair and some of the companies that are going to be at the career fair. Give us some of the, the numbers. Um, from a comp, uh, chapter perspective, I would say at least 25 different chapters will be represented during the conference. From a student perspective, I would say uh, 150 to 200 students, and that incorporates the students in all of our programs. So the Youth Technology Camp, also known as YTC, the High School Computer Competition, HSCC, the Mobile App Showcase, which is new this year, as well as the IT Showcase. So we will have students participating in all four of those programs, as well as um, you know, adult professionals that will be attending for their own benefit, as well as chaperoning and um, coordinating with the youth program. 
from a career fair perspective, I think right now we probably have uh, about 25 to 30 companies that will be there on Friday morning for our ribbon cutting at noon um, and, of course, be there all day. And then we will open the career fair again on Saturday. So a lot of the companies that we have are longtime supporters, which we greatly appreciate, such as Johnson & Johnson, um, Blue Cross of Illinois, Montana, New Mexico, Oklahoma, and Texas, State Farm, um, Oracle. There is, there's just way too many for me to remember off the top of my head, even though I engage with them pretty frequently. I mean, we have Wells Fargo. We have something for everyone. We have the U.S. Air Force. We have government, national security agencies. So there is a lot of opportunity where corporations are looking for IT talent, um, they're looking for seasons, they're looking for entry level, and they're also looking for students for internships. So it offers something for everyone, and we want to, you know, have people lined up and waiting to come in there. We also partner with TDN, Professional Diversity Network, on our career fairs. They do a lot of diverse career fairs across the country. So we have a partnership with them as well for that. And all of this, like I said, will take place on-site at the JW Marriott, so people don't have to leave to go anywhere. Everything is still largely at that one location. Very nice, very nice. And, and the accommodations are always very nice. Like I said, I've, I think I can count four of the conferences over the years under my belt and um, always wonderful um, uh, accommodations. And, and again, Pamela, there's so much to cover. She can't cover everything. So if you want more details, please just run over to www.bdpa.org, and there's lots of information and detail that you can drill down in. If you want more specifics about the conference, especially how to register, how to um, sign up, um, and it's not too late. Uh, so, And we'll talk more about that, too, before, before we end our segment with Pamela. Um, but let me um, ask about a couple of things that you, you mentioned. Um, those who have listened to the show, first of all, you can go to our archives. We've talked in depth about the high school computer competition. Uh, we've talked to some of the local chapters as they've recruited and trained the students to send them to the high school computer competition. Uh, and all that culminates at the national conference where the various states bring their teams, uh, they have their, they compete, and then the winners are announced at the, the banquet. So that's, for, first of all, very exciting. But like you said, there's also the YTC, um, and also you said new, the mobile app. Can you describe to us about the, the mobile app competition? So the mobile app showcase is something that is definitely new for this year. We will have students that will be competing in a mobile app presentation um, this year, and they are from across the country also. This was a new component that we built into the programming for this year with chapters. So um, I believe it's going to take place on Thursday. Um, State Farm is sponsoring that event, and they will be giving scholarships to the winners of this year's mobile app contest. So it's something that's very, very exciting for everyone because one is new, it's a new component that we'll be introducing go, going forward, but it's also showing that we continue to innovate 
and move with technology. Absolutely. Uh, mobile applications are very hot. You know, um, you know one of, any one of these could catch on and be the, the next hot thing, and um, then we'll welcome the, the winner of any of these competitions back to our show here at Technology Express. So we'd, we'd love to interview them. Um, we, uh, a lot of people who listen to our show know that we interviewed one of the uh, app owners who appeared on uh, Shark Tank. Shark Tank. Um, and so we definitely want to uh, feature the winners of the BDPA competitions, too, on our show after the, the conference. So I just want to open up that, that invitation as well. And, and that kind of segues, let's talk a little bit about the collaboration between Technology Expresso and the conference. We're really excited that we'll actually be broadcasting live during the uh, conference. It's, people can go to our archives. Last year we uh, ran back to our hotel room and did an hour segment because we were so excited just to share with our audience what we experienced at the conference. Well, this year we'll be recording live and we'll be posting them every day. Um, so we're really excited about that, that, Pam, and thank you for the opportunity. It's going to be incredible. I mean, when um, the having the ability for you all to be there and, and talk with speakers, presenters, attendees, our youth, our sponsors, it's going to be incredible to be able to give that back one that may not have the opportunity to, to attend but would like to know what's going on. And, you know, even to think about planning for next year's conference in D.C., to know that, okay, I've heard everything, I've heard the testimonials, and I want to be there next year so that they're able to do that. So I thank yes, you for both of you helping us with this this year. Absolutely, absolutely. This is going to be a great event. There are a lot of powerful speakers that are going to be there, speakers and at the various uh, um, uh, boot camps and workshops, from Brian Brownlow from SAP, Mr. Carl Hill from Golden Technologies, Tyra Oldham, CEO of Lands SCS. There are going to be a lot of great speakers there. Just our own Atlanta BDPA president, Derek Brown, uh, as well as Jacqueline Sanders, who was also speaking there. Jonathan Lee, uh, director of Access Control Systems. A lot of powerful people and uh, are going to be there ha having their workshops and speaking. So this is really going to be a powerful event. I can't wait to spread it across the technology spectrum with all of our listeners to really get involved with the BDPA. And this is a great opportunity for anyone, especially new members, to really, really get energized and excited about this event. Absolutely. And that, that you know, to piggyback off of uh, what we're also talking about, about us broadcasting live, is that there are going to be so many different tracks and so many different workshops going on, keynote speakers. Even being there physically, you can't be at everything at all it's times. It's going to be hard to keep up, let me tell you. <laughs> However, with us with us doing sound bites, um, and one of the things that we hope to pull off, I'm just putting that out there, um, but um, we're going to have some roaming reporters with recorders to get sound bites 
from the different attendees as they leave the different sessions. So even if you're attending, it's still going to be good to go back to the archives because you're going to hear something from one of the sessions that you may not have been able to attend. So we're really trying to give you the Technology Expresso, our collaboration with BDPA. We're trying to give everyone the biggest bang for their buck because there's so much going on. I mean, I, even the Atlanta chapter, we had a strategy because we, we came strong last year. Um, I can't remember if there's about 10 or 12 of us, but we coordinate going to different sessions, and then we meet back on break and, and ask for different sound bites. And that, that kind of started the, the idea is, you know, if you're just one person going to the conference, it's hard to cover it all because it's so much going on. And um, so with Technology Expresso, we're going to be your eyes and ears in some of those extra sessions. Absolutely. But there's going to be sound bites. There will also be video snapshots as well. We are not going to give you everything. You want to get everything? Come on board. Be there. But if you're expecting <laughs> to log on somewhere and get the full show, you're not going to have it. Ain't going to happen. <laughs> you got to be there. You got to be there. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, so we're not going to undercut. It's still very important to attend live, to interact, to network. Because, I mean, that's the beautiful part of it, too, is when you see people, not just from your local chapter, now you get to see people nationally who are engaged, enthusiastic, energized about their career, about technology, innovation, entrepreneurship, um, and giving back, too. That, that's also, you know, so much of the energy and you leave the conference energized. So you, you can't get that just by the radio show or a soundbite here or there. That's the live experience, and it's not too late. And maybe, Pam, can you, can you tell them about what the, the fee structure and all, what's all included and, and how they, they need to register? Of course I can. So this is perfect timing because right now we are offering a incredible discount of $599 to register for the conference by July 1st. And that will include all the workshops, um, plenary sessions, receptions. Um, the only things that it will not include are golf, um, the certification courses. But 90, 85 to 90% of the conference will be covered by that $599. Um, and after that, the rate will go back up to $1,000 unless I can get a special break from the leadership team. But for now, we need everybody to register. You can go to bdpa.org. You can register there. The special code is BDPA2014. That will give you that $599 price. The student price is $250, and that covers all students, high school or college, um, and that's the price that we have for those, and that includes the off-site tours, any lunches, breakfast that the students have that aren't invitation only. Now, from a college perspective this year, we do have a couple of things that are going on that are specific to college students um, that I want to make sure that people are aware of. So um, Eli Lilly is sponsoring a college student dinner on Thursday night that students can find information about on the website. And Johnson & Johnson is offering a lunch on um, Thursday afternoon that is for students. So our students will all be there, our um, high school, our college, our mobile app, our IT showcase, they will all be at that lunch. And if someone else is interested in attending, they have the opportunity to do so also. Um, 
we have a number of scholarships this year, and I do say a number of scholarships that are going to be offered. Um, some information will actually go out today about other scholarships that have recently come up. And these scholarships are going to be presented largely during the national conference during the week. So sometime between Wednesday and Saturday, scholarships will be given to students that apply and that are present. Um, obviously, if students aren't present, they will still get the scholarship. They just won't have the excitement of receiving it while on site. And those, um, Eli Lilly, Monsanto, Oracle, Johnson & Johnson, Blue Cross of Illinois, uh, Montana, New Mexico, Oklahoma, and Texas are just um, five of the companies off the top of my head that I know that will be given scholarships during that week. Wow, that is awesome. So I hope, you know, those listeners spread the word um, throughout your community, throughout your family, your extended family. Let them know that this is an opportunity that they need to look into. BDPA, the national chapter, look through to your um, local chapter. Um, if you're not already exposed to it, um, there's scholarships to be had. If you have young people within your circle or expanded circle, let them know about what BDPA is doing. And, and you mentioned his name, but I have to give a shout-out to Wayne Hicks, who does a lot of, um, you know, getting those scholarships and that, those scholarship dollars and sponsorships um, and all that culminates at that national conference. Um, and we've seen the kids walk out, love seeing them when they get to pose with those uh, supersized checks you know, at the end of the conference and the smiles <laughs> on their faces. So it's, it, it is, it's, you know, feels like the, the publisher clearinghouse, you know, you're a winner, you're yes. everybody's a winner. Exactly. So, and and, and that's what yeah. it's rewarding to, to the people who volunteer, too, that all our work and investment and, and supporting the students, making sure that they, they get there with their matching T-shirts and everything, um, that, 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 um, the banquet, when you see their faces, that's what is the big payback um, so that you can get back in there. And just like, like you said, your kind of history and progression of BDPA, you want to come back and do more. And, that, and that's what we do with Technology Express. So we saw last year and started engaging um, with the president, Craig Brown. What can we do? We want to do more. This we got to get the word out. So we're, we're really excited. And, um, you know, for all the hard work that you're doing, Pamela, we just want to make sure that the maximum audience can hear about this. Absolutely, absolutely. We've got a lot of work to do. Uh, by Tuesday, this offer, as Pamela mentioned, for $5.99 for this conference is available until Tuesday. That's right. July is here, ladies and gentlemen. <laughs> it snuck up on us. But, and, that, and, that, and, that, and that authorization code for that, for that price is BDPA 20. 14. So don't forget that as well. We've got a lot of work to do to spread that, not necessarily within the BDPA organization, but outside of the BDPA organization. And that's what we do, uh, provide our listening audience exposure into the BDPA national activities so they can get involved as well. Absolutely. And I think that's so important, too, is BDPA is all about collaboration and um, opening their doors. I, like I always say, 
at the opening ceremony, we look like the United Nations, you know, of IT. So, you know, that's the, the whole thing about being inclusive of others. We, we're not excluding anyone. And, you know, here locally in Atlanta, we have outreach with blacks in technology and also technology, uh, technologists of color, and there's so many other great organizations, um, women in technology and the Black Girls Code. And, I th- you know, I think BDPA welcomes all of those to come meet and, and, and let's collaborate and um, um, share each other's successes. Um, and the National Conference is a great way to do that as well. And, and we also have a great relationship. Um, I think you mentioned ITSMF. Um, so, Pam, do you want to talk about that or expand upon any of that? Um, we've had a long um, relationship with ITSMF, um, almost, i say, as, far, as long as I've been a member. Ninety percent of the time we have been um, sharing space for our national conference. And this year is no different. ITSMF will be at the JW Marriott during the time that our conference is hosted. They actually put on a couple of workshops for us on Friday, and they're open to everyone. They are not ITSMF-only events. They are for BDPA members and attendees. Um, Usually there's a panel discussion and a keynote. Um, It varies from year to year. But as I said, that information will be on the agenda, um, and those are open to everyone. And we look forward to next year to see what we can do even more. Absolutely, absolutely. And and I, and I do see where more organizations coming together and collaborating um, and, and maybe sharing, as you said, sharing some conference space and um, sharing information. That's how we're all going to move uh, ahead. you got to give, as I said, you got to give to succeed. So absolutely. everybody, you know, pitch in and um, we'll all move forward together. So very, very excited about that. Yeah, this is going to be a great event. And let me just say, on it's going to culminate on Saturday. And there are events on Saturday. Everyone, you've got to get out to the website, bdpa.org, and check out the conference. Everything is out there. We can't go over everything here. However, you get to that website, you'll see the summary, the invitation, the agenda, the speakers, as facts, Saturday's events. And Saturday's events will have a tech trek, a flare health and fitness session. There's the IT golf classic. There's the awards gala. There's a youth dance. And there's an after party. Yes, everyone, we can't forget the after party. So you've got to get out there, bdpa.org, everyone. You've got to get out there, check it out, and, 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 and get involved. And, and I'm going to let Pam, maybe you want to, Pamela, you might want to uh, expand upon that because we do have fun at this conference. It's not all work, is it? Absolutely not. <laughs> well, let me let me take a step back. Um, we are introducing a health and fitness component this year. So not only on Saturday, but starting on Wednesday, we will have a boot camp with um, Flair and Fit starting on every morning, starting Wednesday at 7 a.m., 7 to 7.45 a.m., Wednesday through Saturday. You can get your, your heart racing so that your brain's ready to go when those workshops start. And that is included in the price of conference registration. So that's a great thing that we've added this year, as well as the 5K tech truck. That's new for us. And when we talk about it, we, we do have a nominal price only to make sure that we know 
who's attending. But the the BDTA Daily Boot Camp is being sponsored by Oracle, and the 5K Tech Trek is being sponsored by Johnson & Johnson. And the Tech Trek is right outside the doors of the JW Marriott, so you don't have to go anywhere extra. So, so don't put it off by saying, I don't want to do anything else. Um, and so those are the two big fitness components we added this year. But the golf outing also has a special deal going on, and I'm glad you mentioned that. It's the Hickory State Golf Course in Indiana, and right now we're offering a reduced rate of $100 per golfer until July 1st as well. So that information is on the website. So anybody that wants to go ahead and sign up, we'd love to have you out there on the course. We just want to be outside on Saturday. And then, um, as you mentioned, we have the um, Founders Reception where we will be recognizing our Epsilon winners as well as our Lifetime Achievement um, members. And then, we, of course, we will get to the gala where we will do everything, where we will recognize our Lifetime Achievement winners, where we will recognize our students, our Corporation of the Year, Corporate Champion, and we will also have scholarship presentations. After that, yes, we will still have more fun. The students will have a dance to try and wind down after all that learning they had that week. And we will be having a, a Hawaiian luau for the adults. So we're wow. expecting that's going to be a lot of fun. <laughs> yes, absolutely, and, absolutely. So go ahead, Pamela. Okay, and there's also nightly entertainment. So um, Wednesday, I believe we have cars and karaoke. Thursday, we are having a BDTA talent show. So you will see solicitation going out to see, other than our IT talent, what else do we have to offer? Because I know our BDTA members can sing, play instruments, dance, magicians, who knows what we have. But we're going to have that go out where people can sign up to be part of the talent show. On Friday, we will have spoken word and, and comedy. And like I said, on Saturday night, we will have the student dance and the Hawaiian luau. So there wow, is some fun after all the hard work. I'm serious. There's going to be a lot. Ladies and gentlemen, you better be prepared to spend the extra money on your luggage fees because you're going to need it. You're going to need your suit. You're going to need your shorts. You're going to need your sneakers, and don't forget your sexy. So bring it all. <laughs> Absolutely. And, and, you know, that, and that's the thing. It, it's a fun group. It's an energetic group. So you, you know the creativity is there. So I'm looking forward to the, the talent show. That's the first, you know, you guys heard it here first is the Hawaiian Luau. So I'm, I'm looking forward to the outfits. Last year we had the 70s night, and um, people really, you know, I, I, I look – I'm going to start stepping up my game because they, they come dressed to impress uh, at every event. I don't know so. if I'll be able to find a pair of grass shorts. No, no grass no, shorts for you. No, you can. No, you can. Start working on it right now. You can do it. <laughs> oh, so definitely come. we have a lot of fun. And, and it's, it's like I said, it's a great release, a great way to energize. And I love, Pamela, that you guys are doing the fit and flair because let me tell you, we did get our eat on at the reception. They feed you very well. The food was excellent. Our sponsors are the best sponsors ever. And, I mean, those receptions, you just, you, you're going back to back to receptions. Um, so, yeah, you need something to balance that out. So I'm loving the fit and flair. Going to definitely um, sign up for that. Love the tech track as well because, you know, it's like you said, it's mind, body. you got to get it, keep it all in sync there. Um, 
so that you can be at the top of your game. You know, when we talk about the, the, the golf course, you know, that's still a continuation of networking. We talk about how important, you know, there's, there's networking inside the, the office and the boardroom, but it also happens outside too. And just think, you're creating a national network. I love when we come back um, after the conference, we're reconnecting with people, Chicago chapter, Philadelphia chapter, North Carolina, South Carolina. You know, we're, we're all keeping in touch. So how important is your network? And, and this is a great place to, you know, supercharge and, and meet new people that can help you along your way. And I thought that that was really impressive, too, as I watched and observed these young people, even high school and um, college students that attend the conference, they already are networking and understanding how to talk and communicate, elevator speech, very articulate and polished. They're already a step ahead. So I love to see that even they're starting younger to, to understand how that works and um, working on and leveraging their network. So. Absolutely. And it's great for them uh, to get back out into the, their local communities and showcase that experience and, 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 and those skill sets to the individuals and their, uh, and, and their network and their per personal uh, context and showcase those skill sets and, and hopefully draw others and their parents to the BDPA organization. So, Pamela, in, in your own words, I'd like to hear from you. I, I know we talk about this constantly over and over again, but uh, for this national conference, and we, and we touched on it a couple of times already, why should people attend and, and what separates the BDPA conferences and what makes it the best value for the money? Well, I obviously think the price makes it the best value, especially right now at this reduced rate. Um, I think we offer so many things in so little time that we, we don't take your whole week. We take give you some opportunities to grow, to develop, to meet people, and to experience some things that you might not have. I mean, there's um, a couple things I do want to share before we end that are other things I want people to have awareness of, but for me, having attended several other con conferences, what I feel about this one is there's passion, there's enthusiasm, and there's family, because it's not just a group of people that are passionate about the same thing. It is a group of chapters that are relational. These are these are our chapters, and we're bringing in our new students, our new members, our new sponsors back to that family atmosphere. So for me, that's the biggest difference in our conference is that you don't feel like an outsider. You know, when you get there, you feel like, I'm really glad to be here. I've seen some people that I haven't seen since last year or some regional meeting or something like that. So it feels like you're at home, but you're still able to leave with some knowledge, some new friends, some new relationship, maybe even a new career. So that's what I think is different about our conference. Uh, well said, and, and I completely concur. I always talk about the, the BDPA family, and you're absolutely right. And, and that's one of the things, if you belong to a local chapter, I often say this too, is that, again, in Atlanta we have a great chapter, um, great family here. There's different chapters, and some of them are smaller in size, 
But once you come to the national conference, you realize you're part of a bigger family. Um, And so it's not just about what's going on locally. Find out, and maybe you have a role to play on the national stage as well as a volunteer and and so on and so forth, and and someday being an officer as well. So um, don't just limit yourself to what you see locally in your BDPA chapter. Experience the national um, chapter. And absolutely, I, I have to uh, agree with you. I go to several conferences throughout the year, uh, project management, business analysis, and those conferences are a couple thousand dollars. So $5.99 is an awesome price, and I can tell you from my own experience that you get just as much quality as I've seen in these two and $3,000 conferences, if not more, because, you know, um, like I said, we're running through all these different things that are going on all at the same time. So there's something for everyone. And um, we got, I mean, just from the opening all the way to the closing. I mean, it was sometimes it was even emotional and spiritual how much how energized you got and the energy that you got from people. Um, and so, so looking forward to coming back, seeing some of the the faces again, and seeing what they've been doing over the the last year. So uh, a, a really, you know, well said, um, like I said. And there was, there was one other thing is we, we're, we're winding down. We're about 15 minutes to the hour, and we've been talking. We've been enjoying you, Pamela, so much. Um, we haven't even called out to our audience. If you do have a question or want to call in, you can call 714-888-7506. Um, Also, we're um, in the the Twitterverse, (laughs) as I call it. We're on Twitter. Um, Our handle there is TechXOCafe. And then also we've got the Blog Talk uh, chat room open as well. So you don't have to be shy. If you are on the phone, you can press 1, and you'll show up in our caller queue. So we welcome any questions that way. But sometimes people... They're a little bit more reserved and want to email us after the show and ask us questions. That's fine, too. We'll get you connected. We'll get you answered. And that's through technologyexpresso at gmail.com. You can contact us that way. Yes, you can also call us at 855-484-37. Give us a call. Drop us a line just to say hello, ask a question, you name it. We're there for you. We'll share just about anything we know and learn about not just BDPA, but all national nonprofits that we're involved with. Absolutely. And, you know, I I also want to acknowledge this is the 36th annual technology conference hosted by the national BDPA. The um, theme this year is Race to Innovate. We have on the phone with us Pamela Sexton, who is the planner and coordinator and also the national vice president of BDPA, Um, and we've been talking this last hour about all the the great things that we have to offer for the conference, and especially she um, reminded us that the current offer at $599 expires July 1st, so you only have a couple of days to get on it. I dare say do it right now. You know, sit down on the phone. Don't hang up, but sit down on the phone, <laughs> or if you're listening online, um, go over to the website, open up that tab, and do it now. We would love to, to see the enrollment go up during our show. Um, you know, something you also mentioned uh, that I want to make sure that we covered, you talked about the Epsilon and the Lifetime Achievement. Now, that's really exciting, too, because 
I don't know anyone else that on a national level is looking at some of the leaders and forerunners um, among uh, minorities that um, have paved the way and um, were there, and, and great people like Earl Pace who started BDPA. Um, can you talk a little bit about the Epsilon and the Lifetime Achievement Awards for those who aren't as familiar with them? Sure. So the, we have two components to the Epsilon Award. There's an the individual category, and there's also um, a corporate category. So from an individual perspective, there are um, different areas that people are recognized in, um, 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 technologists, um, community, community outreach, um, professional career. So those are a few of the um, key factors and from an individual perspective where we recognize people. And these are submitted by individuals, by corporations. It really just varies once we send the announcement out in January. Um, we start picking selections probably, I think, in May. Um, but that's from the individual perspective. And then from a corporation, what they're competing for is to be the best company for blacks in IT. So this year I think we had nine companies that made it to the finalists. Those will be announced. Oh, there's actually 11 um, companies that are up for the corporate Epsilon Award, they'll be recognized during the Dignitaries reception on Friday night, and we will identify the best, comp the top company for blacks in technology during the gala. We have nine individuals for the Epsilon Award, as I said, for community service or most promising technologist, career achievement, or outstanding technical contribution. Something that's a little different this year is typically we just recognize the ones that are um, in that area. But this year, in addition to recognizing the people who won in those categories, we're going to select an overall winner during the gala and present them also. Awesome. So we not only learn, we recognize. <laughs> exactly, exactly. And, and I love that. And, and Again, so much appreciation for those organizations um, as well as the, the individual. And, and it's nice to go someplace where you're being recognized and appreciated. And I, and I know even last year from the conference when I would look through the conference program and I would uh, see a face or a name um, listed under the Epsilon or the Lifetime Achievement, it was really nice to meet them in person and congratulate them, give them kudos, and, and to, to relate to them. And then it, even after that, when I came back home, then I did research, and then I found these people. We even connected with several of them and had them on the show. So that, that's really a way of knowing who's who um, among the leaders and the innovators and the forward thinkers and the, the best companies, as you're, you're saying. So um, just, just all of it, the, the, the exposure, it's great. And that's why, again, I put a call out to other organizations. Um, Come and join us um, and be recognized and, and be a part of that networking and uh, collaboration. So, so much great energy here. We, we really are winding down, but I, I could keep going. I mean, I'm so excited about everything that you've shared with us. But I, I want to let you, Pam, uh, is there anyone that you uh, want to recognize as far as even your, your committee? And then also, do you have a message to the, the chapters, uh, one last appeal to them? 
Sure. Um, I did um, want to also mention who the Lifetime Achievement Award winners are. They are um, Pat Harris of McDonald's and Steve Pemberton of Walgreens. Both of them are diversity superstars. So we will also be recognizing them during the gala. From a team perspective, I have a phenomenal support team um, in so many ways. So not only do I have the conference leadership team, which is composed of um, Dr. Craig Brown, our president, and Lorraine Stewart-David, who's also our VP of Finance. That's our conference leadership team, um, along with myself. I also have a um, conference team. And the conference team is composed of several folks who dedicate their time in life with me through this planning and execution. So there's Dee Pearson, who is our conference um, admin. She handles the volunteers. So anybody who's interested in being a volunteer, you'll see that information shortly, as well as running our command center on site. We have Wayne Hicks, who's our corporate sales director, who I probably talk to too many times a day for him. We have Dr. Bimley, who's over our IT showcase. Mike Tyson is over our mobile app showcase. Michelle Cook handles our high school computer competition program. James Dada James takes care of our youth technology camp. Mildred Allen handles all workshops, certifications, um, plenary sessions. Nate Bolden, who is local in Indianapolis and taking over golf for us. Matthew Harvey and Terry Morris, who are um, Indianapolis chapter presidents and also part of our conference team, obviously, and Monique Berry, who handles our marketing. So we have a, a pretty tight team. We're very dependent on each other, and we support each other. And for us, it's a great week. We, we have a wonderful time together, and we, we talk. As the conference comes closer, obviously we talk even more. So I would like to recognize them for their support and, you know, also recognize you all for joining us this year. I think that's phenomenal to give us this exposure and also to be participants in the conference. It's just great that you give of yourself. Well, well, thank you. And and we're among great company. I mean, there's so many great people within BDPA that, that give above and beyond, and, and including your committee. I mean, anytime you're serving at a national level. And also, you know, kudos to those that serve at the local level. It's just as much hard work sometimes trying to get the, the masses together in your local area. But do get the message to them. Get them energized. And, and that's what we do, Technology Express. So uh, send the link out to your national uh, chapters, to the uh, participants and members of your local chapter so that they can hear this. They can, uh, and like I said, my whole goal of this show was for people to leave it salivating, wanting to hear more, wanting to know more. Click on the www.bdpa.org, find out, um, scroll through the, the list of uh, speakers and workshops and the, the whole schedule for the week. And, and stay tuned because I'm sure you guys are still tweaking and adding to that. So anything you, you want to know about what's to come is right there. And then uh, be prepared the week of uh, the August 4th through the uh, 10th and uh, be looking at our archives for updates that we're going to be giving throughout that week. Whether you're in attendance there or whether, for whatever reason, you can't make it this year, but you want those, want to get those sound bites, 
Um, but already start planning for next year. I think you mentioned Washington, D.C., 2015. So one way or another, we want to see you 2014, but if not 2014, we'll look forward to 2015 as well. Absolutely. We will be talking about this event for the entire year, let me tell you. It will be that powerful. It will be that meaningful and and, and fun and exciting. And we appreciate, Pamela, uh, the opportunity to contribute to this event. And thank, we'd like, also like to thank our national president, Dr. Craig Brown, for recognizing what we do and, see, and, and his vision and seeing how this collaboration with Technology Expresso can possibly bring more exposure to the BDPA organization at a national level. So thank you, Pamela, for allowing us, and thank him for his vision as well. So at the end, of, at, let's go ahead and wrap up. <laughs> and, and, again, we're going to let Pamela, you, you've given an hour of your time, and we thank you for that. And we know you probably have to get back to some emails and some texts and some calls and, and just maybe even enjoy your Sunday because you are a working woman. You still have that family woman. So we, we understand, and, and we really appreciate it. Looking forward to Indianapolis, but I'm sure we'll be talking on the regular between now and then. But, uh, again, thank you. And to our audience, I want to say to our audience, stay on the line. Uh, you're going to hear a little bit of a music interlude. I hope you enjoy our music. And uh, then we'll be bringing on Alphonse Porter, who is going to be talking to us about radical career moves. And um, I promise you that's also going to be an exciting segment. So, again, thank you, Pamela, and we look forward to talking to you again soon. Thank you for having me. I really appreciate it. Bye-bye.
Welcome, everyone, to Technology Expresso's Cafe Radio. I'm your host, Dave Blackman, here with our co-host, Jacqueline Sanders. Hello, everyone. And we have Mr. Alphonse Porter, BDPA Atlanta member, on the line with us today. He'll be sharing with us his recent experiences uh, in the workforce, um, uh, his, his skill set. Uh, as a SharePoint specialist, and his transition in and out of the country from uh, from international jobs back into the national workforce. Welcome, Alphonse. Hey, how you guys doing? We're doing excellent. Thank you for joining us. Um, and, and thank you to our listeners. Some of you, this is uh, part two of a double header that I talked about Um and uh, very excited. This segment is all about radical career moves and even just the, the evolution of a career. So we're going to be dissecting you, if that's okay, Alphonse. <laughs> no problem. No problem. Excellent. I, I know. I, I, I'm trying to think back. I think we've known each other maybe three, two or three years at least. But um, it's been really refreshing because I think it's good to kind of you look at uh, someone's progression over time, some of the decisions, some of the crossroads, um, because I think that other people, it's good to hear this, because you might find yourself at a crossroads or not knowing where to turn or even finding yourself in a rut. That's something that we commonly find. And organizations like BDPA, a lot of people come to networking. A lot of people are job seekers or what they say in-between assignments um, and uh, trying to figure out what's next. So, you know, today's show, this segment of today's show is talking about uh, career moves, career decisions, and we also invite those who are listening, whether you're listening live or in the archives, you know, Think about some of the things that frustrations you might be having or questions you might have, and send those questions to us. You can send them to us in the chat room. Dave, as always, will be manning the uh, online chat room. Um, also, I'll be in Twitter uh, responding and, and answering and, and tweeting back and forth. Um, and in Twitter, we're at TechXOCafe. Um, and uh, in you know, will this dialogue be coming from multiple fronts? If you're on the phone, if you've dialed in or want to dial in to 714-888-7506 during any of our shows, you just press 1, and that tells us that you're in our call-in queue, and we'll open up the line. So um, a lot of different options. This is meant to be very interactive. I already see some guests in our chat room, so welcome to you. And like I said, if you're having career challenges, maybe you can ask us, and, and Alphonse can tell you from his experience, you know, um, what he might do or advice to you or some of the things that he has seen and experienced. So a lot of this, Alphonse, is just going to be you kind of walking us through. And so take us back as far back as you'd like to take us, um, and, and, and um, then at different points I might interject and ask you some questions and we, we dive into it. But take us back and talk to us about your career in IT. Okay. Um, my career in IT started with, I was with Lockheed Martin Corporation. Um, they hired, I got hired straight out of college, and I was in the Washington, D.C. area for about two or three years. Um, from there, 
I, you know, I had a good time there, but I wanted to do some work on the Joint Strike Fighter plane, which is the F-35. And so from there, I moved over to Texas, uh, Fort Worth, Texas, with Lockheed Martin. They moved me out there. I got a position. And I was able to work on that, and I also did some different type of IT, meaning in D.C. I did a lot of software, but um, when I got to Texas, I did a lot more interaction with the hardware. So I, I, I did that, I think that's about three or four years. And then I wanted to move closer to my home. I'm from Ohio. So, I'm, you know, I knew Lockheed Martin had uh, a place here in Atlanta, so I moved here, uh, I think it was in 08. I moved here in 08 to work with the C-130. Um, during that time, you know, I've been doing different things. I've been active. I was active in uh, Nancy for a little bit. Um, I've always been, you know, doing different things as far as, you know, I joined the softball team and just, you know, out of job organizations. Um, and also, I'm sorry, I forgot, I also received my master's while I was in, in, uh, in Fort Worth from SMU. I received a master's uh, of science in uh, software engineer. So with that, uh, or with that, uh, when I moved to, like I said, when I moved to Atlanta, uh, I thought that would be my big push. But it still seemed I was kind of stagnant, and that was very disappointing because I always try to keep moving forward. Um, and then I tried different, you know, different avenues uh, within the company to to try to move forward. Um, and then I also just started doing more research outside because uh, I'm very much into IT and just researching just different things. I, uh, you know, I might be interested in. And then one thing that popped up was actually SharePoint. Uh, I knew I had a couple of friends that was already dealing with SharePoint, so I asked them about it, uh, asked for some pointers, you know, you know where can I research it. Um, they gave me some hints. So um, I started doing that. And then also, um, around that time, um, I actually uh, started being a member of BDPA. Uh, so I was able to be more active. Uh, I slowed down being... Excuse me, I'm sorry, I'm getting, I have a little sinus, <laughs> dealing with sinus. Um, but during that time, uh, I started being active in organizations because I just had a, uh, my second son, he was a baby. So by the time I joined BDPA, he was old enough, I was able to you know, try to do more things. And I know I expressed my interest and wanted to deal with SharePoint. And, um, you know, just by doing networking and seeking you know, advice from, you know, members, of BPA, uh, I ended up, you know, getting certified, and that was one of the uh, best things. I think that's probably, probably like a year afterwards. Uh, that's one of the best things that probably could have happened to me because I was gearing myself up with different, different talent that other companies would look for, and just so happened when I was looking for another job to move on from Lockheed Martin being disgruntled because, like I said, I wasn't moving forward. I actually got laid off. Uh, I say what. I say July of last year, but I was, you know, I was armed with that, um, you know, I've been practicing with SharePoint, and I also had a certification. So what ended up happening is that um, I had an opportunity to get more SharePoint experience, which just happened to be overseas. Uh, I had a friend that was out there, so uh, I decided to jump at it because that's, 
you know, I know it was a great way, obviously, to make money, that's one. Two, to get a lot of SharePoint experience. Because, um, you know, you, you work it nonstop, seven, you know, seven hours, seven days a week, uh, 12 hour days, a nonstop SharePoint experience, and doing different things. So, you know, I went over there. Um, it's definitely interesting. Uh, you know, got a lot of experience. Um, not just, you know, SharePoint experience, just, you know, life experience, learning about the, more about the military uh, and, obviously, about people because people from all over the world is there. Um, then my time was up uh, this last, what, this last March. And then I was able to uh, come back here, and uh, I'm currently a contractor. Uh, I'm actually work with Matrix. I'm a contract with Matrix, and I'm actually contracted out to the Fulton County School District, and I'm a SharePoint web developer there. And that's about it. I kind of try to go fast, so if you have any questions, please let me know. Wow, you you did. I don't think the audience really can absorb how much territory you cover, and you know I'm not going to let you get away with that, Alphonse. So I'm going to start <laughs> breaking it down. <laughs> but, you know, it, but it, was a, it was a great refresher even for me but, you know, just some, some key points, and, and I want you to also jump in where there were some, some big crossroads or lessons learned, or even when you, you look back, you, you may even surprise yourself, um, so, you know, how far you've come. Because I, I love the fact that, you know, you, you called out that you started seeing yourself getting stagnant, and you took it upon yourself to start figuring out what was next. And, and I, I can't say it enough, but I think it's always good when listeners hear it from other people, too. But um, that seems to be the nature of IT, you know, is staying fresh and, and stagnant. But that just sounds like that was something that was just natural to you. Is that true? Uh, yes, yes. Um, you know, like I said, you know, people, something, you know, it's very easy to get comfortable in your position. You know, you're making decent money. You know, you, you you're doing decent things, but that that's not something I never wanted for myself. Just to you know, you know, just to go along. I always try to strive and do more and more. And when I found myself just you know not being able to, not be allowed to do more, uh, you know, that definitely piqued my interest to uh, move elsewhere. And uh, it it definitely paid off in the end. And, and, and talk to us a little bit. You, you you talked about your transition to SharePoint, but before that, what are some of the languages that you you coded in? Oh, okay, um, I've coded in what C, C plus uh, plus. I did some Java. I did some XML. I uh, did some some share. Um, sorry, C sharp. Uh, I dealt with access databases. Um, trying to think. Um, of course, uh, Visual Basic. Uh, I've done that. Uh, HTML, CSS, um, JavaScript. I'm, I'm starting to really get more into JavaScript, and right now I've been using CSS and HTML, HTML for a while. But the new trend going towards CSS3, HTML5, and, and, and the whole JavaScript. And I know I'm working on my certification for that. I actually need to start. I'm starting to train, uh, train myself for that. <laughs> so uh, I think that's all the languages I know. And very, very impressive. And, you know, speaking from a, a developer's perspective, like I said, some of the, the advice has got to come from one developer to another. And, um, you know, you're already in SharePoint 
that's kind of a, a, a hot one right now. And uh, we've even had recruiters on our show that say that they have open recs that they just can't fill when it comes to um, uh, to, to SharePoint. But you're already uh, learning and, and teaching yourself new. From a developer's perspective, how hard is it to learn a, a new language? Is it just for you? Is it just picking up a book? What do you mean when you say you're learning a new language? Um, in the past, it was just me reading books and and doing and practicing. Uh, in the uh, recently, what I've been doing, you know, everything has videos out there now, and so I do. I just you know, I just take courses and and practice. And what I've done is, you know, set up a development area for me for me to do the practice. Um, something I use that that's very valuable to me is called uh, Pluralsites.com. I think that's a, a very it's a great site uh, for any developer. Um, it's a I think a twenty nine dollar a month membership or forty nine dollar a month membership, um, which is is not too much um, because uh, I do definitely believe in investing in yourself. And you should always want to get better at your trade. So I use those sites, and then um, I, I look up a topic, and you know, just you know, almost like sitting in the classroom. Um, I, I learn it, and then I practice in my development area. Um, I recently um, I have a, a Office 365 development area that I, I definitely could work in, and I also have a, a, a Visual Studio on my on my computer, so. Uh, I make sure I have the, the tools to to practice. Um, and, and tell us what was that website that you you said again? Would you spell it for us? Oh, uh, it's a uh, it's a plural sites p l u r a l s i g h t s dot com. It has that it has everything on there. Um, and actually, I picked that up when I was in over in in, in Afghanistan. Uh, a lot of contractors use that over there, and once I, I started using it, I actually got hooked on it. It just you could be on there all day if you if you a, a, a techie like I am, you, you could be on there all day looking for different things. Absolutely, and and you know, so you know, a, a couple of tips that I think that are important. Something that you said is, is first of all, investing in yourself, investing in your your career is so important. And I think you said that that was plural site. Uh, P L U R A L S I G H T was that dot com? Did I get that right? Yes, yeah. right. That's correct. Dot okay. com. Okay, um, and we'll be we'll be doing some research on that and uh, sharing that with our um, audience as well. But and the other thing is is that you it, you you're very um, keeping your eyes and ears open, and when you hear someone else or someone's giving advice or someone else is doing something, you're picking up on that, and that's how you stay up with the, the competition. Find out what other people are doing and saying and using. What's their their secret ingredient? Um, and 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 research it. And and here we have it right up in front of us. Uh, Pluralsight uh, dot com. And it's uh, training. It provides different training and uh, with for a small fee, which is an investment in yourself. So, so thank you for sharing that with us. Um, as well as investing um, but, in. Go ahead. Yeah, but um, go, going back to um, um, picking up on what you said as far as uh, keeping my ears open. You know, some things I, I did. Um, like when I first got back, I went on a couple of interviews. Um, and the jobs I didn't get, um, I make sure I got feedback. 
I made sure I talked to him. And, and by doing that, actually, that's how my eyes got open to the um, Office 365 development area. Before, I was just, you know, working on a VM, a SharePoint uh, 2013 VM development area. But then by talking with that person, uh, a certain guy I interviewed with, I didn't get the job. But he still, I still talk with him about some things that, some trends that he sees coming, and, and you know, some things that would, would benefit me. Um, so I, even though I, I didn't get the job, I still took some valuable lessons out of that interview. And so uh, I, I think people should realize that when you go into an interview, you know, make sure you have a good communication and make sure you take something out of it, even if you don't get the job. You, I, I'm glad that, that you um, you jumped in and highlighted that because that, that's such a good point as well. And, you know, something, you know, the underlying message there too is you've got to put yourself out there. You may not get every job that you apply for. You may not hit it out of the park, but you've got to practice. You've got to have that feedback loop. You've got to adjust, and each time you'll just keep getting better and better. Practice it makes perfect, as they say. And that applies in interviewing, too. So, um, Because as I mentioned, we talk to, we um, uh, have a lot of listeners, we network with a lot of people who come to us who are looking for a job, looking for the next opportunity. A lot of it is the work that you've got to do on yourself in order to make yourself ready for that, that opportunity. Um, that continuous education, that polishing, that honing your skill. You can get out of practice to interviewing. And while you're, um, you may be on a job for, for several years uh, and then you get back into the interview market, other people have been honing their skills and getting better at it. And then you've got college students flooding the market. So the competition is a little bit harder. So you've got to keep upping your game. That is, you know, I can't talk about other industries, but that is the nature of IT. You've got to stay up on your game. And it's one thing that you've got a good-looking resume and you're doing that, that self-learning and filling up your resume, but if you can't talk the talk and live up to that resume, then you're not going to close the deal. I always say the resume gets you the callback and gets you scheduled for the interview. But you, it's your presentation. Absolutely. You have to remain, and the key word here is relevant. Mm-hmm. As, as you just mentioned, you get into a position and you're in that position for quite a while. The languages change. Phrases change. Technology changes. Your skill set, your core, your core functionality changes. It, the language changes. The names change. And you have to remain relevant. Nope. There's no better way to remain relevant in technology today than to be a part of BDPA and connecting with us here at Technology Expresso that that brings all these technologies and individuals together in one place to talk about technologies today and the next trend, as Alphonse mentioned, SharePoint, virtualization, Windows Server, JavaScript, SQL, Oracle, all these technologies change names constantly and the technology changes and you've got to remain relevant. You've got to constantly update your resume, as Alphonse mentioned, to remain relevant and to draw the attention of those potential employers that, hey, this person is sharp. However, the language and their skill sets are a little old. You've got to remain relevant and you've got to stay connected. Yeah, absolutely. Thank, thank you, Alphonse. Um, and one of the things that I want to ask you about is let's talk about um, interviewing and, and maybe some of the, the tips and tricks that, that you've kind of honed over the years. But 
let's back up even when you, you first got out of college and you got in Lockheed because some we, we get a lot of listeners who just have that hard time locking that very first job. What, did you have any particular uh, tip or trick as far as when you're coming out of college, how to lock that first job? Because a lot of people would, I mean, would envy Lockheed. That's, that's, that's a great first gig. Can you talk about that? Uh, the tricks, honestly, I was just, I was just being myself. Um, um, they brought me in and actually had multiple interviews at a career service center and they have multiple interviews. And I, honestly, I just, you know, went down my, my resume and, you know, this is what I was trying to do moving forward. Uh, I, I think that helped. They wanted to see me. They was, uh, they was happy that I like challenges, you know, and I wanted to strive for it. So um, I definitely think that helped. Um, but as far as also the interview process has changed, um, as you guys mentioned. Um, before, like I say, it was mostly mostly talking, uh, but uh, more in recent years, actually in the interviews I've been on, uh, you, you, you do a lot more coding. Um, there's a lot more, okay, well, show me this, this, and this. And so you definitely have to know everything, you know, in a quick, fast, and hurry, and solve the issue quick, fast. You know, you can't just know it a little bit. You have to know what, you, um, what you're putting down your resume and explain it. Absolutely. So, so not only are you, do you need to be a jack-of-all-trades can skim the surface on a lot of different technologies, you also have to be able to drill down in these particular areas. Because when you get stuck, you're going to need, you're going to, need to do the drill down. Uh, the, the resources may not be, be available to solve those detailed problems, and you've got to be able to dig in there and fix the problems so you can keep the ball moving. And, and you know, that one of the things, a very valid point about your, your resume, because I often see people who want to come would you fix my resume? Would you would you tweak my resume? Would you change my resume? Um, you you got to be able to again, like I said, you got to be able to talk the talk to the resume. So you know that that's funny that you're saying that, Alfonso. They're saying, well, okay, on your resume it says X, Y, and Z. Okay, show me. How would you do this? How yeah. would you do this problem? Um, and, and that's not only you know I'm sure very specifically with coders and developers. But you'll even see that whether it's testers or business project managers, but that comes in the form of show me your portfolio, show me a sample of your work, and then them asking questions. I've seen people shut down interviews. If they ask you a question about even an acronym on your resume, and I had a lady that said, I really don't know. It shut down one of our interviewers, and there was no getting past it. So you need to be able, that resume really needs to represent who you are and what you can do. Um, there's no more of the fluffing the resume. I think the interviewers have figured that out yeah. and gotten burnt. So now they're, 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 they're trying to do their due diligence in these interviews. So, mm-hmm. you know, it's one thing to fluff up a resume and make it look, all, you know, look really good and having someone helping you with your resume. But test it out to make sure you can talk to it. Because I've given people that advice. I won't change your resume. I'll make recommendations. But I'm not the one that's got to go in the interview. Absolutely. You do. So uh, I think that that's so And, and um, I'm glad that you pointed out that, you know, interviewing has changed. And, you know, Alphonse, I think in your if being humble in your answers, a lot of times I can 
hone in on different things that you said, but when I asked you about when you got your, your first job and you were talking about being yourself, but being yourself, you know, so important is that you being in the right place and you taking advantage of even the career center. I find too often young people in college, they think that I'll get the degree and the jobs will come. You've got to start, I say, as early as sophomore year. Start doing that legwork, getting engaged in your career centers, um, going to job fairs, practice going to interviews, um, mock interviews, things that, that's something that um, our organization, BDPA, offers in some of our workshops. Um, start practicing so that senior year, you're already engaged and got some things, you know, in the pipeline, understand how the system works. Um, I think that's, that's the biggest thing. You can't go four years and then wake up with a piece of paper in your hand and think that the first job you apply for, that you're going to get it. Absolutely. And, and it's, it's important for us seasoned professionals, us, Alphonse, and other members in BDPA, reach out to our young people because they are actually, they're going to hear the same thing that their parents have been telling them, <laughs> but, but they don't want to hear it. They, you know, you have these filters, you know, coming out of college, you have these filters, some of us, and, and, and you, you shut down to what your parents are saying, and you interact with other professionals, and you hear the exact same thing. Then years down the road, you tell your parents, well, they said the same thing, mom and dad, that you said. But <laughs> since it was you, we weren't really, <laughs> I wasn't really listening. So it's the, it's the same thing, but we got to interact with the individuals out there so they can get past that filter that they're, that they're not hearing, that they're not able to hear their parents. It's the same thing. And there's individuals, as Alphonse mentioned, that get comfortable in one position, and they, they just want to settle in right there. Well, Alphonse is the exception to the rule. We're the exception. And a lot of people that we meet are the exception to the rule. We're, we stay hungry. So we, want, we, we get a little, we get a little experience, then we want more. And we can't always get more in that same position. So many times, more often than not, you have to go out to move up, and if you decide to, then you can come back in, if you want to come back into that same company. But you mostly, for the, major, the majority of the time, you have to move out in order to move up. Absolutely. And, and let me ask you right. um, a question there, uh, let me, Go ahead. Hold on. Let me uh, have a quick comment on something you both, both you said. Um, um, you're quick as far as uh, – as far as being in college, I'm sorry, I, I did gloss with the fact I was in Nesby, uh, in organizations, actually, you know, starting my sophomore or junior year. And honestly, I was dragged in by my roommates. And because they was already in, like, different organizations, but I wasn't in an organization. I was just, you know, just doing, you know, going to class or what have you. And then, but by them being an organization, the president and everybody reached out to me because I was a computer science major, and so they needed more. And I just ended up being more active, and through the being an organization, I ended up getting a, um, an internship, actually. I was in Phoenix, Arizona for a summer. So all that is from, you know, being involved in an organization, and I'm sure that helped me get uh, get, in, get into the door with uh, liking more than my interviews. Um, also, with the whole comment about um, staying hungry um, and, and not being stagnant, the um the point where I, where I got when I got laid off <clears throat> I wasn't I was kind of concerned but I wasn't too concerned because I knew I built up my skills by then but there were some people that was with me that was stagnant they didn't know what they was going to do 
You know, and if they got that letter, they were just hoping they'll get picked up by the company. And if, you know, worst case scenario, they have to move across country with the same company. And, and I wasn't in that position per se. I mean, I could have tried to, you know, stay in Atlanta, but they their only hope was to stay with, you know, Lockheed. And by staying hungry, um, I made sure I wasn't linked to the company. You know, so uh, that's, that's definitely something you always have to keep in mind. Absolutely. And for our listeners, would you tell them what is NSBE? Oh, I'm sorry, uh, National Society of Black Engineers. Awesome, awesome. And you started that out in college. So shout out to them. And I, I know that uh, uh, BDPA has been doing some collaboration with, with NSBE. So, um, you know, and like you said, it, maybe a roommate pulled you in, but even then, which led to the internship. The fact that you were open-minded enough to, to travel, where did you say your, your first internship was? It was uh, in uh, Phoenix, Arizona. In, in Phoenix. And that's something that, again, I love hearing your story and sharing it with people because I, I, I like to plant that seed. Sometimes you've got to move. Sometimes you've got to move away from family and friends and get out of your comfort zone. You know, we always talk about leaning into discomfort. Young people, believe it or not, sometimes can be closed-minded. They want to be around their friends. Um, or they, they think that if they go too far from, from mom and dad. But this is the time to go ahead and spread your wings and to get a taste of other opportunities, other places. Um, and it, and it, it demonstrates itself even on your resume, the open-mindedness. Could you ever imagine that, that first um, internship where you were traveling to a new place that, that later on you'd be on this radio show talking about tra- coming back from Afghanistan? I mean, can you even imagine? <laughs> <laughs> no, definitely not. <laughs> but but I mean that all you know there there's a theme there, and that that's the funny part when you dissect and look back and even take the opportunity to to look at your lessons learned. That uh, it's ironic how some of those seeds get planted early on, and some of it just comes from being open-minded. And and young people have to sometimes think about whether it's young and even I, I dare say. Even our mature audience, sometimes it means getting up and moving. One of the things Dave and I spoke at a panel at DeVry, we had a lot of young people that were interested, I think, in, in gaming technology, and, and they wanted to code for, for gaming. That's a great dream, but you may not be able to launch that here in Atlanta. You might have to go to, to California, to the West Coast, uh, to uh, Silicon Valley, where that's where the majority of the jobs are. There may be a trickle here, but that's where you'll get the majority of exposure, even if you get it and come back. So, again, I'm I'm using you, and that's why I talked about bold career moves. Some people are really stuck. They they really get stuck, and if the, you know, putting their resume out and they don't get an answer from um, uh, the, you know, their first couple of resumes that they send out, then they start getting in this this slump, and and my thing is then it's time to try something different, and sometimes it requires doing something bold, 
you know, something uncomfortable. Absolutely, and, and that, that's a great segue to something we always say just about every show that we do, um, and that if, 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 uh, if you're the smartest one in your circle, then you've got to expand your circle. Actually, it was said that you need to change your circle, but we augmented that because the individual, you don't want to leave your circle. You don't want to leave your people. And that's, that's a common theme. You hear that a lot of uh, people that are professional that have so-called made it. We don't want to forget where we're from. And it doesn't mean you have to leave who you grew up with. It means you have to step away. And sometimes you have to step away and, and, and reach out to, to get exposed to those new uh, experiences, to those new technologies, and then bring your people along and expose them to those technologies and to those experiences and those opportunities. You've got to get out there and spread your wings and then share that information with your circle. And let me get a shameless plug in here for the National Society of Black Engineers. They are at www.nsbe.org, National Society of Black Engineers. Look at what they've done for Alphonse here and, 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 and his capabilities and everything that he has learned through his aggressiveness and through his educational experiences and work and work experience. Go out there, check out uh, what they do, get involved. And, and I'll, I'll say also that um, follow them on Twitter. They're at NSBE, and, and our very own Juan E. Gilbert uh, is a follower of NSB. So, so follow them uh, as well as Technology Expresso is a follower. Um, and now I want to circle back to Alfonso's question. You seem like uh, early on you were surrounded by some people who gave you advice. You kind of uh, followed, listened, picked up things. Um, can you talk about maybe have you had career coaches or mentors or um, how, who are some other people that have helped you along the way and, and gotten you exposed to some of the different opportunities? Um, in, in the beginning, I just happened to have some some very good friends that was that have people pushing them the right way, meaning you know go towards the organizations. Uh, me, I was an accomplishment. You know, okay, I'm going to college. I know it'll be computer science, but I didn't think about you know joining organizations. Um, a lot of my friends. Uh, I'm sorry, one segment of my friends, they was involved in uh, something called inroads, which was for high school students and to get different exposure. Um, what ended up happening is that, let's see, my sophomore year, I ended up moving in with two of the guys that was in inroads. And then they introduced me to more people that was in inroads when they was in high school. And, of course, they was already in other organizations, you know, uh, uh, throughout college. And then, you know, just talking and, they, you know, explain how it would help. And then, you know, I took their advice um, and, and went with it. And all those guys are, are very successful today with, you know, uh, different companies, you know, Toyota, um, uh, P&G, I mean, which is uh, Procter & Gamble, uh, some of those with Goodyear, you know, just, you know, I have friends all over that, you know, all over the country just because I was pulled into that um, circle. And so that's what I relied on. Actually, Pretty much what I where I relied on, um, and then I you know I have some other friends. We just talk a lot, you know. I'm saying you know we just say you know what you trying to do. You know what do you think is the best way? Um, here's the situation. Um, you know what do you think is the best way to you know go about it or solve it as far as advancing my career or doing doing whatever. 
Um, but but as you guys keep mentioning, um, something that I, I do, you have to listen. Um, you can't say, well, you know, okay, whatever you say, and still do things your way. Sometimes just listen to the advice and give it a try. Um, and, and that you know that that helped me throughout my career. Absolutely. You you don't know where that uh, that good advice is going to come from. But you know also too, you've got to you make sure. And, and David was saying this as well. Make sure that your your friends are talking about the things that interest in the things that you're interested. Going places, trying new things, pushing themselves. Um, you know you know having a career path in general. I often say great careers don't just happen. Um, you know you've got to plan them out. You've got to you got to have a plan. You've got to. Do your research. Do your homework. You got to invest. All of those things in order to have a, a career and to what we call recession-proof your career, because otherwise um, you're going to be on the the wrong end of the digital divide and the uh, information um, revolution. I call it that that's uh, happening right now. And and there's one other thing, and then we can kind of uh, uh, well, let me stay with one one part of this too. You continued with the, the networking. You're part of uh, Atlanta BDPA, but you're also a part of, I believe it's um, Technologists of Color. I think I said that right. Can you talk about some of the other, and, and the meetup, because uh, I remember you introduced meetup for the first time kind of conceptually to BDPA. Can you talk about that, networking? Uh, yeah, networking is is. is a very important part uh, of of how I got to where I am. Um, to be cause to be honest with you, I mean I have to uh, give a special thanks to you, Jacqueline, because when I joined um, uh, BDPA, uh, we you know we started doing those different groups, and you actually had different suggestions for me. And actually, you know, I followed a lot of those suggestions, and like you said, you had that that path, and you create that plan, and every every step. That that I have taken was according to the plan, and it, and it worked. Uh, me and my wife, we laugh about it now. Um, you know, how I said, I, okay, how I sat down and said, okay, I'm going to get my certification. And while I'm working on experience, and go through my job and try to find different ways to get more experience. And then from there, okay, I go to Afghanistan, get experience. A year later, you know, I come back, I'm, I'm going to be making more money. Um, I'm, of course, I make a lot of money in Afghanistan, but when I come back, I'll be making a lot more money than I am now. And th- it happened exactly the plan. <laughs> every, every, we, we just we can't believe it. It was like, okay. So everything works out. Um, um, as far as networking, uh, like I said, BDPA um, is great. It's a great, it's a great organization. Uh, definitely teach you uh, career, career lessons that everyone needs to learn. The technology of color is... It's, it's, it's more, it's a, it's a very organic organization. It's more just people, you know, in IT, um, we, uh, everyone's a color, and just getting together and just, you know, talking about different aspects of IT. Um, there's, uh, there's all different kinds of uh, people there. Um, I've only been to, what, one or two meetings since I got back from Afghanistan, um, but, I, you know, I've attended in the past. Um, the one I went for this year, it was it was a, something about startups. There's some people who, who was uh, some entrepreneurs there, so uh, that was that was great. Meetup is, is a huge tool. Uh, it's you have all kinds of groups. Uh, I mean, of course, you have your social groups, but you also have your, you know a lot of IT groups. Um, there's some I have. I'm, I'm a part of 
the groups, but I haven't been able to attend just because of timing issues. But there's like a you know, Office 365 group I'm a member of that I'm definitely planning on attending um, a couple of their meetings just to you know discuss different Office 365 aspects. Uh, we can share our experiences. I'm sure some things they can learn from me, some things um, I can learn from them. Uh, there's also like a Atlanta SharePoint meetup group that I will go to, but that's whew, that's like in um, it's like on uh, somewhere in Gwinnett County is where they meet, and it's almost impossible for me to get there on a weekday. But uh, meetups are, are are very, very, very good um, in my opinion. Um, I'm always I always get a little because when you start to meet up, you know you, you put in your interests, and you'll get emails about new groups that have started that's according to your interests. So I get a lot of emails. I decide if I want to keep track or not. Um, but uh, that's it. Absolutely yes. Um, as you mentioned, meetup www.meetup.com. And as a matter of fact, uh, uh, we had a a recent meetup that we weren't able to make with the technologists of color on Thursday down at the uh, Five Seasons down on uh, seasons, here right. in Atlanta. Yeah. <laughs> we missed out on I was I was a little under the weather, and we weren't able to make that one, but we made our presence felt uh, uh, through uh, social media, and we will be at the next one. Right. Yes, definitely. You know, and, and there's another thing, because, again, I, I was talking about, Alphonse, how you are so humble, but you don't even realize, and, and I want to underscore something else. People who are listening and, and other developers who are, are listening, young people, notice that you're even you being on this radio show, what it, what it comes to mind for me is that there's a lot of people who have the hard skills but don't necessarily have the soft skills, especially some of our coders and our developers. And I want to um, point that out, that this, the fact that you've been you've been making sure that you're well-rounded and have the, the full package. Was that just something natural for you, or how did that come about? Because I, I, I dare say that even in your repertoire is teaching. Can, can you talk about that? <laughs> yeah, yeah. I have done um, some teaching. Um, the way I just went about that is because um, it's cause I love IT, to be honest with you. Uh, there was nothing, I don't know if it's, <laughs> yeah, it was nothing that the one language stuck out to me that was so much better than the other one that I, that I hated. I just wanted to stick with one. Um, it was, okay, I learned a new language. Uh, I, you know, did I hear about another inter? A language and find out what it could do, and if it's interesting to me, okay, let me pick it up, see, and let me play around with it. It just my curiosity um, um, more than anything uh, of how I, I've done that. Uh, I'm sorry, do you have a second part of the question? I'm sorry, I, I think I missed it. You know, no, I was just talking about the, the fact that you're well-rounded and having both the soft skills and as well as the hard skills, and sometimes we get people especially some of our, our coders and developers, who kind of neglected soft skills. So I was just wondering how you kind of honed yours, or was that something you consciously did, or is it just just natural for you? Uh, just just natural. I, you know, I just always had no issues talking with people, so um, that, that definitely, you know, just natural. Um, and and, and, and yeah. that is great. Go ahead. No, but um, as far as that's that's one um, 
I said stigma with uh, um, some developers that you know, you know, get too. You gotta have confidence, but um, you shouldn't be overly confident and be standoffish. Make it become standoffish. Um, you know, I, I've def, definitely dealt with situations where um, the confidence become too cocky, and that definitely, um, you know, interferes. Like you said, uh, the communication and you, you, there could be an issue just getting things done. So, um, my my opinion, you should always, you know, definitely be humble. Everybody wants to get together, and um, you know, just, just try to get the job done. But <laughs> yeah, that's that's the one thing about the IT world. Um, some developers, uh, uh, in the past that I've ran into, some would would definitely look down on you if they don't think you're up to par as as far as in the smarts with your skills. So. Um, that's definitely something just just one of the things dealing with IT. No, absolutely. It, it, it's about being well-rounded, and, you know, the, the soft skill will take you a long way. You can be very book smart and, and, and know your, your craft and have those hard skills, but if you aren't a good communicator, you're not necessarily going to be a good team player or be seen that way. Or, honestly, you just might be misunderstood. You may be great at all of that, but uh, people may take things the wrong way if you're not a good communicator. If it's natural, that's great, and, and you're blessed. If not, it's, that's just one more thing you have to work at. So, um, you know, as you're getting the different languages and, and uh, development tools under your belt, don't neglect the, the soft skills as well, the, the speaking. Um, and, and I dare say, going to these networking events and going to BDPA, they're not just so that you can look for your next job. Go there and practice your communication skills. Go there and, and reach out and, and be outgoing. You know, a, a lot of people, too, nowadays because they're working from home, they, they don't have to communicate with, with people other than on the phone. So you get out of practice. So those face-to-face networking events that for um, our, our home contractors and uh, work-at-home people, get out there. They're, they're great opportunities to, to talk to people. Uh, hear their story, share your story, and I, I don't want to. I also want to underscore the fact that you give back, and, and the teaching is one of the ways you get back. And one ways to even, um, you know, re um, what do I want to say, um, reinforce your skills is through teaching. So it's something I do as well, and and so um, kudos to you for that. But I, I I do now want to to transition. Let's dive into this Afghanistan trip. How did you find <laughs> out about it uh, when you when you went over there? What was tell us the good, the bad, the ugly. Tell us about this Afghanistan adventure. Um, I like I said, I had um actually a couple friends uh, who, who went over there. Actually, they went over there. I say 2010, and I was. Wanted to get over there, and then it just wasn't the right time for me to get there. Um, but then, I, like you said, I, I mean, I ended up going with last year. You know, I went through an interview process. Uh, it, it was definitely different because a lot of those contractors have military backgrounds. Uh, you know, they just retired military, and then they ended up contracting, and so they know how everything works. I was coming from, you know, from a different you know, non-military background, trying to understand how the military works. And, you know, it's a different ball game um, as far as, you know, the different sections and um, who they listen to. I had to get everything down. Like, oh, I didn't know 
you know, what's the S1, difference between the S3? Uh, okay, I define, all right, that's what the S1 does, which is basically like human resources. And But they just use numbers, you know, what's S7, what's, you know, what's that? And they expect you to know it. And there also is a lot of acronyms. So uh, that that was interesting. Um, something with the, oh, the, uh, <laughs> the, the, the I say the bad is just um, you know of course being away from my from my family uh, that that was the hardest part you know but I knew um, there was a goal that um, I had to meet and it, it was a, it was a sacrifice that not only I had to make but of course my family had to make because they had to be without me for so long and continue to do stuff um, uh, it was different I'm just living <laughs> you're living with people. That you know they grew up different, um, so you, you know you gotta deal with the baby habits are different. Put like that <laughs> among the people. Um, then there's one big bathroom, so it's like almost like a big dorm room. Um, well, so I, then like a couple times uh, I stayed in places where the bathroom was in a whole separate building, like up the road. So if you had to use the bathroom at night, you had to pull your shoes, go over some gravel, and, and, and then go to the restroom. And of course, you always have to have your shower shoes with you. Some people didn't, but that wasn't recommended. You should always use shower shoes uh, in the, in the area. Um, you know, at first, the uh, the initial incoming when we first got there, I had to get used to that. Hear the sirens go off, um, but I eventually got used to that. It, it quieted down where I was at, but when I heard them again, uh, you know, I, I was okay. Um, but I mean, also good. Um, of course, the learning is good. The experience, meeting different people. Like you know, I had conversations with some some guys from from Kenya. We were just talking, just having you know some some people from Nepal. You know, and, it, and it's it's just interesting. I met people from all over the world, and um, it, it was uh, it was quite an experience. I mean, I I got to ride. Um, I was able to ride in the Blackhawk. Helicopters. I mean, who, who would ever, who ever thought they would do that? You know, so I did that. You know, I rode a helicopter at night and during the day. You know, I've been on the on, on the runways, um, seeing helicopters land, planes land. Um, um, I think I mentioned to you, I actually, uh, I actually stayed in a place where um, for a little bit where the lone survivor was uh, shot at, where those guys were based out, and I called uh, Jahalabad. So I, I was there for a minute. Um, it, it was it was something I'll never forget. Um, I tell you that. I bet yeah, that was quite an experience, and it, it, it and I can relate totally to that. I spent two tours over in the Middle East, one in Saudi Arabia and one in Kuwait at uh, Al Jabbar, and your experiences mirror that of, uh, of of mine as well. And and as a civilian too, I mean, I'm, I'm impressed, and and my kudos to you. And I know those experiences you'll you'll value for the rest of your life. But they do teach you how to relate. To different types of people because you get you get an international exposure and it really changes you and it changes your outlook on life and it it, it changes your outlook on other individuals and you treat others with a little bit more respect as a as a result of that and appreciating all the different cultures and the different places that people can be from you never know you, you know you can't talk to everyone 
um, um, the same, and it really changes you and it really broadens you. So kudos for experiencing that uh, and surviving it as well and coming back and, and sharing those experiences with us, Alphonse. Uh, uh, thank you. But, um, and also, yeah, there's the people you meet, I mean, yeah, like you set aside just the international people, the people from all different walks of life, uh, you know, some things, some of the stories I heard about people in, in their family situation. Um, so, I mean, some guy, I mean, there's one guy say him and his, uh, I think like two brothers was, was living above a store for years. I forgot how big the apartment was, very small. Then, you, you know, you hear about people who say their sister or whatever was, you know, molested or whatever, and just them dealing with that. Or some people say, well, I just like my entire family. You know, I just, you know, came here just to get away from them. So it is, wow. it was, it's some situation you, you heard, like, man, you, you know, it's something that you would think you hear in a movie or read, reading a book, but, it, you know, it, it's very real. And, you you know, to come in contact with uh, people with those type of experiences was, was definitely uh, interesting. And, and, you know, one of the things that I, I want our listening audience to also understand is now when someone sees your, your resume and here is a civilian, you made a, that you, you took that bold opportunity to go to Afghanistan to hone your skills with SharePoint. That tells me that that's a very flexible person, a very open-minded person, um, someone that, you know, can adjust to a lot of different environments. I dare say, you know, you, you can adjust to any type of team, especially an international team. And so you, you really just opened up just your resume just speaks volumes to you taking that opportunity. Um, and, and, and now I think that you're, you're reaping those, those benefits. So people have to understand, it's not just the, the, the dollar signs for that one-time opportunity. You really demonstrated uh, just the, how, how bold and, and that, that you're willing to go out there, you know, for your career and, and ultimately for your family too. Um, and, you know, I do say, you know, I, I wonder how your boys take you being away. I know that that was kind of hard, but, wow, I mean, they really have to be impressed with Dad. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, yeah, they they, are, they would tell stories. Um, I heard about, heard about them telling the teachers when I was in Afghanistan. Afghanistan. And also, so yeah, my my dad's back from Afghanistan. He did that and did that. So, uh, yeah, they're very very impressed with uh, what I've I've done. Um, oh, but yeah, yeah, I went over there. I mean, when I, when I went over there, I had a plan. Uh, of course, the money was a big th- was a big thing. Um, you know, I thought, okay, I there's a lot of money. I could do this, and we could do whatever for the family. Um, but also, like I said, it was the the career. I was like, I know. The t- the type of things that I would be um, put in front of, the type of things I would experience as far as with SharePoint, um, you know, I could have did it here, but it taking a little bit longer. The, going over there, I it threw, I basically was thrown into the fire, and so and that's what I wanted. Just like okay, throw me in the fire and let me get all the experience I could could soak up, and and, and make sure make sure that experience benefit me in the future, and it definitely has. Understood, absolutely. Well, uh, you know, I really enjoyed our conversation, as I knew I would in the time it flew. You know, just like when we we bump into each other, when we're out networking, BDPA events and and various things, it's so great to talk to you, Alphonse. And as humble as you are, I don't think you realize 
what a great role model you are. What an example uh, of, you know, a black man making it happen. So um, I really just want to say, you know, kudos to you. And I'm hoping that our listeners also get inspiration. That's, that's why we um, have our guests on. We want to inspire you to innovate, to take your career to the next level, to pursue whatever your dream is. Um, I, I said it to Alphonse maybe two, three years ago. He took it to heart. You know, great careers don't just happen. You've got to plan, work the plan, and it will come to fruition. Um, and uh, you're, you're a living example, and I really appreciate you sharing your story. Um, maybe you think it's no big deal, but it is a big deal. I think that uh, not only your family, your, your boys will benefit too. Uh, when they start looking at their opportunities, they'll really see that, hey, it's a, it's a big world out there. Go ahead and, and take advantage of it. We no longer have the limitations that, that we've had in the past, so, so go for it. You know, why not? And, and to our, our listening audience, we thank you for staying with us for this double feature today. Uh, we've got um, some guests in our uh, chat room. We, um, I hate that you guys didn't work bold and, and ask a couple of questions there, but you can continue the conversation if you want to text us later. I'm still in, uh, on, on Twitter as well. Um, and you can also email us. But, no, we're, we're just, we're just uh, messing with you. We know that uh, sometimes you just want to listen and absorb, but we hope you got something great out of today's show. And um, So, everyone, thanks again for being a part of this show with us. Uh, you can, as Jacqueline mentioned, you can listen to our archives at www.technologyexpresso.com, and that's ESP. P-R-E-S-S-O. And thanks again, Alphonse, for joining us today. Continue to listen. And, hey, our door and our mic is always open to you. Anytime you have anything to share, we'll open it up and have you on. Or if you, anyone that you meet or know has a story to share, um, let us know. We'll have them on. So we look forward to continue to watch your journey and, um, and, and, and cheering you on. And we're always here for you and your friends as well. I, I appreciate it, guys. Thanks for the compliment. It, it's been my pleasure. Awesome. Right. Well, to our audience, thank you, and enjoy the rest of your Sunday. Continue to listen, learn, leverage, and launch. Thank you, everyone. <laughs>